Welcome to this week's edition of Bowl Season Stories. I'm Nick Carparelli, the Executive Director of Bowl Season. And each week, different guests from the world of college football join me to talk about current topics in the sport, as well as discuss what they remember most about their bowl game experiences. Our guests include members of the media, former players, coaches, sports executives, and even fans who share their favorite bowl season stories with you. Today, we are joined by former Clemson Tiger Woody Dantzler and Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl and Serve Pro First Responder Bowl Executive Director Brant Ringler. Also joining me, as she does each week, is our on-air producer, Angela Lang. Good morning, Angela. So good to be here with you in person for the first time in the studio. That's right. Nick has made a trip down here to Dallas, Texas, so he can, so he can uh, experience. You're, you're actually taking part in a, a mock selection uh, event tonight, right? Yes, I, I'm, I'm really excited that uh, Bill Hancock and the college football playoff uh, every year hosts 12 people to, um, uh, they run them through a uh, mock selection. So we're going to sit in the same room that the CFP selection committee sits in. They're going to provide us all the same sets of data that they get, and we're going to go through the exercise of picking the team. So it, uh, it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a, it's a great time to do that now as we're heading into week six. And I know week six has a lot of significance for bowl season in particular, and a lot of teams looking to get that sixth win this week. For sure. You know, we all know how special the sixth win is. It's, it's really every college football team's first goal. Get six wins, qualify for, for a bowl game. So this week we have 14 teams with five wins, 13 of them are playing and going to be attempting to punch their ticket to bowl season. So uh, it's it's an exciting time. It's exciting and really exciting what you guys are doing to celebrate that for the first time. You've got this new initiative, Bowl Bound. I'd love for you to tell people about that and how that's going to go down. We'll be seeing people celebrating in a whole new way. Yes, we're super excited about it and all the football programs are excited about it too. You, as I mentioned earlier, uh, getting six wins, qualifying for a bowl game is a big goal. There's a celebration in the locker room when that happens. But unlike winning a, a division title, a league title, uh, a, a basketball tournament preseason, if you're, if you're a basketball program, you know, typically those guys put a t-shirt on and they have something tangible to, to hold on to and, and, and celebrate that moment. And in the bowl world, you know, this, these teams have to wait, you know, a month or even six weeks sometimes to know what bowl game they're going to. But now they can be feel that they're a part of something bigger. They're a part of bowl season. So we're, we're providing um, school-branded bowl-bound t-shirts to each team uh, to put on in the locker room or on the field, wherever they want, uh, after getting their sixth win. So it, it should be it should uh, enhance the celebrations that we see across the country this weekend. Yeah, that's awesome. And, of course, one of those teams I think that's looking to punch that uh, bowl ticket is uh, Oklahoma. The, the, the Texas OU game is this weekend. They and are. So. They're one of them for sure. Yeah, being in Texas, that's, that's, that's the first thing on your mind. The first one on my mind, actually, is Coastal Carolina on Thursday night. They could potentially be the first – team to punch their ticket to bowl season this this year they they travel to arkansas state and going to try to get that game uh, another uh game i'm keeping my eye on is the uh, iowa penn state game uh top five matchup in the big 10 uh, the winner will get their sixth win uh, th- those are two of four teams in the big 10 that actually uh, have five wins at the moment and then of course you mentioned the big uh, red red river showdown between uh oklahoma and texas here in dallas uh, at the cotton bowl uh, Oklahoma with five wins, very much in the playoff picture, but uh, looking to punch their ticket to bowl season first. Yeah, and it'll be exciting because this, obviously, this initiative starts with the six win 
in week six, but it just keeps going on as teams start to, to punch those tickets throughout the season. So we'll be looking forward to that bowl bound. And I know if you go to the website, bowlseason.com, you can find more information there and even get a, a, a t-shirt perhaps of your team if, you, if you'd like to do that. So we'll, uh, we'll be telling you more about bowl bound as we go through uh, the season here on Bowl Season Stories. But right now we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back with Woody Dantzler. The first goal of every college football team at the beginning of the season is to win six games and qualify for a bowl game. They've punched their ticket and now are officially bowl bound. We're very excited to announce a new tradition with official bowl season gear given out in the locker room moments after winning that sixth game. T-shirts that celebrate the achievement. Fans can join the celebration by going online to bowlseason.com where they can order their own bowl bound T-shirt. Bowl season is a celebration of college football. So celebrate with your team when they become bowl eligible. Welcome back to the Bowl Season Stories podcast. Woodrow, Woody Danzler, former Clemson quarterback, is here to join us now. Woody, thanks so much for joining us on the show. Hey, thank you for having me. It's an honor. Woody, Nick Carparelli here, executive director of Bowl Season. You know, I remember you as a player. Uh, many, many people do. You just had an amazing, amazing career. You were the first player to pass for 2,000 yards and rush for 1,000 in a single season. First player, uh, third player to uh, pass for 5,000, rush for over 2,500 in a career. 53 school records when you, ret- when you uh, graduated. Just amazing stats. But, but beyond all that, you know, being a part of a of a team, uh, being a college football player, playing at the highest level you you did. Tell us what it was like to be a Clemson Tiger. That's a kind of a loaded question, but for me to be a Clemson Tiger, it was, the best way I can describe it is a great experience. I learned so much, I grew so much, I met so many great people who have turned out to be lifelong friends and companions, so I mean, it was just an overall great experience for me. And that's that's including playing football and just being at the University of Clemson. So, I mean, it was great for me. Now, you, you participated in four bowl games, two Peach Bowls, uh, a Gator Bowl your junior year, the Humanitarian Bowl, and Boise your senior year. Tell us about what tell us, tell us what you remember about those experiences. Very, very different experiences, very different locations, uh, but all very meaningful to you and your teammates. For me, it was it was taking in the sights because you know football is football. Everything's the same. No matter what field you on, the lines are the same amount of ways apart. Uh, the fields the same. Different uh, may have different logos and stuff on it, but the football aspect of it was the same. It was just a matter of getting out. You know the different engagement that each bowl committee would put on the events. I remember at least at one time going to a horse racing event, and it was just absolutely phenomenal. We did that at the, at the Gator Bowl. Um, the train ride we did when we was in in uh, Boise, Idaho. Uh, it's just, just those different things that kind of set each city apart from one another. And then I remember walking through the underground of Atlanta, you know, really for the first time uh, back when that was going on pretty good. But it was just those experiences that you get to see the different cultures of the different cities for me was the biggest part. Yeah, we talk about that a lot uh, with our various guests on Bowl Season Stories. I think the the average fan turns the TV on for three hours in December and they watch a game and they don't realize that you go to these bowl cities, it's five, six day trips with your friends, with your teammates, uh, going on a, on a vacation of sorts at a destination that you probably would never go to on your own. 
Um, right. Peel back the curtain a little bit more. I mean, you, you, you went to these events with your teammates. Uh, were there any, any, any activities that uh, you engaged with a teammate or any, any memories specifically that really stand out in your mind? It was, uh, it was a few of them. I remember, well, I'll start with the Gator Bowl. I remember the big hype around the Gator Bowl because we were playing Virginia Tech and at that time, you know, it was, they tried to turn it into a bit versus Dantzler kind of a deal. And I remember um, talking to a, one of my coaches, he was telling me because he had a friend at Virginia Tech and they were talking of how basically we were both going through the same thing of how when, if he would evict in practice would miss a pass, they would say to him, oh, Woody wouldn't have missed that pass or Woody would have made that throw. And when I was in practice, they were doing the same to me. And then the comparisons came about um, that we we looked alike. So that was another thing that was pretty interesting. But I remember the most mentioned that to the media saying, um, I got something I need to ask Vic, something to go. And they kept asking me, they wanted to know so badly what that was about. But, um, you know, that was one thing that pops into my mind. But like I said, I mentioned earlier, going to the horse racing down, that was my first time going out and seeing that type of event. I mean, and it just blew my mind to watch the preparation and watch the different things that went on before the race. And then as the race was going on, you know, watching these five prestige animals, you know, they portrayed and practice like a all from one big event, like big event as if we were doing the same thing. So it was beautiful. And I remember opting out of another thing. I remember opting out of the, we was in, in Boise and they went snowboarding, not snowboarding, uh, yeah, snowboard, snowmobiling. And I opted out of that because I, I'm a Southern boy, born and raised in Oregon, South Carolina. And it was no parts of me that wanted to go near nobody's mountain or nobody's snowmobile you know, out in the element. So, I mean, and, but again, it's just one of those things of each city has something different to offer. And it was, it was, it was fun. Well, we mentioned you being a Clemson Tiger. You're obviously very proud of your alma mater. Tell, tell us what you think of the program the last uh, several years. You know, you look back and being a, being a part of the history of that program, uh, a guy like you in a lot of ways laid the foundation for what the, the teams of, of the last several years there uh, have accomplished. What, what, what do you think about when you see the, the national championships and, and uh, where the program is today? It's just one of those things of uh, shifting the culture shifting the mindset for so many schools and so many teams you know you get caught into that a certain mindset but when you get someone that comes in like coach Sweeney did you know coach Bowden came in and began to change that mindset that of, of Clemson because at one point Danny Ford had it at his heights you know they were on the national championship there and then you know subsequent years after that that mystique and that prestige of Clemson began to slip a little bit you know talking about the paw, having pride in the paw. But uh, Coach Brown came in and trying to shift that mindset a little bit. And then when Coach uh, Sweeney came along, he really pushed this new thing, the bestest standards. So, you know, he wouldn't accept anything less than your best. So it took a few cycles to get the, the young men to really buy in and believe into that thought process. But once they begin to believe in that thought process and start expecting more of themselves, and then expecting more from their teammates. And you, you can see the success that they've had over these recent years in the championships and the bowl games, all these different things that they've been able to accomplish. So it's just a mindset that um, was instilled and it brings Clemson back to the Clemson that we all know and love. Yeah, that's yeah, so true. Um, do, you, do you get back to campus at all? Do you see, do you see many games in person? 
Yeah, I try to get around. One good thing about it, I'm in sales right now. So part of my territory is Clemson. So I'll drop in from time to time, you know, just to stay connected with the program. Uh, one of my big lots in life is seeing people operate at their best. So, you know, I get in and talk to some of the guys, give tidbits, give pointers and, you know, participate in the mentor program that they have there called Tiger Hood. So it's always great to give back to see these young boys sprout up. It's interesting, I'm calling these boys young, but they are. So uh, <laughs> it's interesting to see their their growth, maturity and development, even when they get there and then to see how much how much greater they go as they um, as they move through the ranks in their in their in their um, college career. So it's a beautiful thing. But yeah, I get I get through there a good little bit. That's great. You you started in the game 20 years ago. You're obviously still a fan. You watch it with great interest. Um, you know, you're in a position now where you can kind of take an overarching look at the sport. What do you believe that makes the sport of college football so special? What makes the sport of college football so special is just the lessons that it teaches. You know, it gives some in, indescribable, intangible things that if applied properly, you, there's no way you you won't be successful in life. You know, being able to work with, work within a team environment, be able to overcome adversity. You know, being disciplined because to to play on that level, you got to have a certain level of discipline to hone your skills, to be coachable, to be able to excel and get better, no matter what. To get get back up after you know that perseverance of getting back up after you get knocked down. All those uh, those characteristics are essential to life. And if you learn how to apply them, not just on the field, but in life, I mean, you will make your way successful. That's what makes college football um, so unique and so special. That's a great message, Woody. And clearly you're you're taking the, the things you learned from uh, college football as a player and applying them to your life. And to that point, uh, just last question for you. You were always very popular with the fans. Uh, you, you mentioned you're in sales now, but, but Tell them, what are you up to personally these days? Like I said, I'm in sales, but um, I, I'm also in partnership with my wife. We have a business and it's called uh, Dantzler 3. And out of that, is, I have a, a subsidiary where I do speaking, inspirational speaking and mentoring that I do too, because I'm very much, like I said, I mentioned, I love to see people become the best version of themselves. So I, I do a lot in the schools. I do a lot in the community. And like I said, participating with the Tiger Hood program, mentoring uh, the young men at Clemson. So those are just some of the things that I that I get into. I love teaching. I love training. Um, and that's kind of that's that's what I do. That's what I'm doing now. And tell us if people were interested in in, in hiring you to speak, and um, how would they get a hold of you? Well, it's very simple. You can find me on uh, Facebook. I'm Woodrow Dancer the Third. I'm also on Instagram. You can find me there. But uh, the easiest, most simplest way to get a hold of me is to shoot me an email at info at dancer3.com. And that's info at D A N T Z L E R I I I dot com. You know, that comes straight to me and uh, we'll get straight back to you. Excellent. Well, Woody, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being, for being on the show. This was a lot of fun. Uh, and good luck to you with all of yes. those things. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Y'all enjoy the rest of your day. We're going to take a short break and be right back with the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl and Serve Pro First Responder Bowl Executive Director, Brant Ringler. Stay with us. Ticket Smarter is the official ticket resale marketplace of bowl season. Nothing compares to the power and excitement of live events. 
Ticket Smarter is the smarter way to buy tickets for live events like sports, concerts, and theater. Visit TicketSmarter.com or download the app today. Welcome back to Bowl Season Stories. We are in studio and our first official in-studio guest, Brant Ringler. You have the uh, awesome honor of being our first in-studio guest. Brant is the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl and Serve Pro First Responder Bowl Executive Director. Brant, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Angela. Love to be here. Brant, the the state of Texas has played uh, quite a role in the history of bowl games. The Cotton Bowl is the second oldest bowl game. There's seven bowl games in the state of Texas, uh, second only to Florida, who has eight. There's four in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and you run two of them. So pretty pretty busy guy. Tell us, what is it about the state of Texas that makes uh, bowl games so popular and makes uh, and, and is, is a desirable destination for teams to come and play? Well, Nick, I think overall it's it starts when uh, kids are young. Uh, you know, you start with peewee football and then the, the youth football and then the Friday night lights with high school football. Uh, the passion is just there since a young age. Uh, I mean, look at some of the high schools around here. They're $60 million stadiums for high school kids. Um, so we know how to do football big. You know, the phrase is everything's bigger in Texas. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, so when teams come here, uh, we're going to give them a big time of hospitality. Uh, I know all the bowls here in Texas do a phenomenal job with that. But I also know from a team standpoint, uh, from the coaches, it's a recruiting state. Those high school players that are going to the next level, They've been playing together with the same amount of kids, you know, same same teammates for the last ten years as they as they grew up. Uh, they're now become pretty good players, and so our, our state is one of the best states for recruiting uh, football players. And so I think it's another big reason why uh, teams like coming here so much. Now you've been uh, with the Armed Forces Bowl for a long time. You started in 2004, director of sales and marketing. You've been the executive director of the game for 12 years. Um, what is that in? Entire journey been like for you as an original member, uh, and then tell us about creating the Armed Forces theme around the bowl game. Sure, it's a it's definitely been a climb up the mountain. Uh, I, I remember when I started in 2004, it was the second year of the Fort Worth Bowl, and I'm standing on the field. It's a game between Cincinnati and Marshall. There's ice on the seats, the toilets in the stadium are frozen. I'm like, what have I got myself into here? And uh, I was like, there has to be a change at some point here, probably, and then. Literally, my boss uh, at the time, Tom Starr, and I, we, we made a list. We made a list of what can we do to make this better. And at the top of our list was honor the military and the armed forces. So he went to work with ESPN events and asking them what to do to change the name. Uh, he got the name changed to the Armed Forces Bowl. And then a week later, I was able to bring on Bell Helicopter for a new eight-year title sponsorship. It's eventually grown into Lockheed Martin. They're in their seventh year of a 12-year relationship. And Texas overall is such a huge state for honoring uh, our military. You know, two out of every 10 uh, military members come out of the state of Texas. Uh, There's a lot of veterans that uh, reside here afterwards as well. Uh, And it's our job to say thank you for your your service to our country. Uh, And we really truly mean that uh, when they come to our game. And we just make it a spectacle and pageantry uh, for everything around the game. Uh, Because if if we didn't have our service members and all the stuff that they've done for our country, uh, we wouldn't have football. Uh, they give us the freedoms to have that football. So it's been a great journey, uh, and we're the bowl for the brave for a reason, and uh, we look forward to continue to grow that. Uh, we've been able to have over 25,000 military members come to the game every year with their families and to get those notes after the game because a lot of military members can't afford it. 
And uh, when our corporate partners underwrite those tickets for them to come, uh, it's something special. And uh, we look forward to hosting them every year. Yeah, what a great story. We we talk a lot about uh, how meaningful bowl games are to the student athletes, to the communities that host them, and obviously your game uh, have meaning uh, ha- have meaning at a different level. So um, that, that's that's really awesome. Now you mentioned ESPN events. You're officially an ESPN employee uh, since ESPN owns and operates both games. What advantages does ESPN give you uh, in everything you do to running a first class operation? I think uh, stability is one of the the best advantages. Uh, you look, look at last year, especially. Um, you know, everybody's going through COVID. Um, there's a structure within our company because we're owned by ESPN, but we're also owned by Disney. Uh, and so there's a uh, there's a hierarchy that comes down the pipeline that tells us how to do certain things uh, that are out of the norm. I mean, last year was completely different, and so that really helped us. And then there's also flexibility when it comes to the teams. You know. ESPN Events has partnerships with all 10 conferences uh, that we work with. Uh, and so we are able to build some of the best bowl games and matchups that maybe fans haven't seen or matchups that make it easier for fans to come to the game. And overall, just a better product uh, for our games. As if all that wasn't enough, in 2013, uh, added to your responsibilities was running the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl. So you, so you run two bowl games, as we said. What has the challenge been like uh, for you in that dual role over the last eight years as, as both bowls have evolved and changed? Yeah, I think, you know, first challenge is uh, being in two places at once sometimes. Uh, you have to schedule schedule things as best as you can to uh, cover everything. Um, you know, the First Responder Bowl, it's been very meaningful. Uh, we started it three years ago under that banner, uh, but prior to that, we were trying to honor first responders uh, when we were the Heart of Dallas Bowl. Uh, since we've been able to turn it over to the First Responder Bowl, it's been difficult. You know, the first year as the First Responder Bowl, the first their first quarter, our game was canceled due to a lightning storm. No bowl games ever been canceled due to that. The second year, we had a phenomenal game, and then last year, we have a reduced capacity crowd. We're trying to honor first responders, but first responders are telling people to uh, stay at home. <laughs> so uh, this year, it, we are on pace for something phenomenal to occur, especially with, in light of everything that have passed, has occurred this past year across our nation. We owe it to our first responders to say thank you and uh, give them a day to where they can come out and enjoy themselves with their families. We mentioned last year it was obviously a challenge for everyone. A lot of bowl games were played. You were, you were actually fortunate to get both of your bowl games in. Um, looking back, what are you most proud of, you know, in working with your staff and uh, the college football leadership in general uh, in getting those games played? Uh, you mentioned it's staff. Um, I have a phenomenal staff. You know, there's, in our office, it's three people, me, Scott Murray, and uh, not Scott Murray, Scott Pomeroy, uh, and Monty Clegg. Um, combined, we have over 45 years of experience. They're professionals. They do a great job in uh, making sure that we do everything proper and by the book and uh, hold a phenomenal event. Um, in addition, uh, overall, we just uh, enjoy working together. And also, our corporate sponsors, they stuck with us through this. You know, They could have easily taken the easy path out during COVID and said, said, no, we won't support this year. But a lot of them said, hey, we're true to the mission uh, for the Armed Forces Bowl. We're true to the mission for the First Responder Bowl. And we want to be a part of that as we move forward. And, and they stuck with us. So that, that's something I'm very proud of as well. Great. A couple of personal questions, Brant. You, you know, we didn't talk about your early career. You, you, have a, you had a long career in sales and marketing that, that obviously uh, grew to the point now where you're in these, this leadership position. Uh, along the way, did you have any mentors, anybody that really influenced your career that you looked up to that uh, you feel you deserve some credit for who you are today? Yeah, I would say uh, there's two people. Uh, first, my dad. Um, 
he was in sales, um, and uh, I saw his work ethic. You know, I saw his being on time to everything, uh, what was important in working with customers. You know, when you hand, do a handshake with someone, look them in the eye. You know, he was just a, the great mentor for me. And then as far as the bowl business, <clears throat> Tom Starr, the former executive director of, of the bowl game uh, for the Armed Forces Bowl, He's been a he's been a great mentor to, to me. I uh, talk to him almost every day in some capacity, um, and working with him, you know, he's also a Vietnam vet, so the Armed Forces Bowl was very, <clears throat> very important to him. And one thing that I really that really uh, I liked about him is when I interviewed for the position, he asked me, "Where do you want to be long term?" And I turned to him and said, "I want to be in your position." Well, a lot of people take that as a threat. He, he, he embraced it and said, hey, I'm going to help you get to that role. And, and fortunately, that's worked out for me. Last question for you, Brent. You know, one of the things that working in sports, uh, one of the great privileges is, you know, you kind of get some other uh, opportunities here and there. And that I, you know, I, I find it interesting, uh, some of the other things that sports executives do. You're on the Davy O'Brien Foundation. I think that's, uh, that, that's pretty cool. Tell us what that's like. I don't know if you know this, but uh, my uncle actually started that. Him and Davey O'Brien were, were good friends, um, and so he started that award over 45 years ago, and uh, I've been fortunate to be on that uh, probably almost for a decade now. Um, and again, it goes back to the passion of college football and even high school football because we have a high school award as well uh, under the Davey O'Brien. Um, so it, it's just this, you know, it's just being a part of that is another showcase for college football and a passion that I love to stand behind. And, and when we give out scholarships for these high school athletes that uh, are doing so much, it is great to see them go to a college and get that, get that, um, get that degree uh, and, and be able to take it to another level. And a lot of them come back and give back here in, in our community. Um, a lot of them go on to be great doctors, uh, and so forth. Uh, it's just really phenomenal to see how they, what they, what they've become. And we were a part of that. We were able to support that and make that happen. The Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl is scheduled for Wednesday, December 22nd at 7 p.m. at Amon Carter Stadium in Fort Worth, Texas. And the Servpro First Responder Bowl is scheduled for Tuesday, December 28th at 3.15 p.m. at Gerald Ford Stadium in Dallas, Texas. Both games will be broadcast on ESPN. Brant, thank you so much for being on the show. Good luck this bowl season. Thank you, Nick. And thank all of you for listening to this week's Bowl Season Stories podcast. Please join us next week where we will welcome another lineup of great guests. If you like the show, we'd appreciate you dropping a five-star rating for the podcast. And as always, you can follow all the podcast and bowl season news on our website, bowlseason.com, and on social media at bowl season. Thanks for listening.